Well, as you guys know, last night was the NBA draft lottery. Uh, Minnesota got the top pick, followed by Golden State, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, New York, Washington, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Boston. This year's NBA draft is very unique in two major ways. Number one, there's no clear number one pick. I mean, Anthony Edwards could go number one. Lamella Ball could go number one. James Wiseman could go number one. Maybe even Obi Topping can go number one. There's no clear consensus on who's going to be the number one pick, which is very rare in the NBA draft. Now, we also have something else that's very unique in this draft, and that is Golden State is picking number two, which is very rare. As you guys know, the Golden State Warriors have been to five straight NBA Finals, so it's very unexpected to see them being able to draft this high. Now, a lot of people think that they're going to trade the pick and try to get a veteran or some high-level all-star player for the pick. Some people think they're going to try to pick up somebody like James Wiseman, but nobody really knows right now. And that, along with many other storylines and rumors, is what's going to be discussed on this podcast today. And yeah, so let's get right into it, guys. Now, for each pick, I will break down whether what they're expected to do and what I think they should actually do. So let's get after it. So with the first pick of the NBA draft this year belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, what everybody expects them to do is pick up Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. He is a big guard type, pair him with D'Lo, may put him at the one, D'Lo with the two, that kind of thing. That's what I think the Timberwolves are trying to do. However, do I think they should do that? No, sir. Now, you might be thinking, well, do they pick up LaMelo Ball? No, because it's basically the same thing. You have two point guards basically trying to run the show. And I don't like the whole D'Lo at the two spot. I really don't. I think that you should either have D'Lo or LaMelo or Anthony Edwards, one of the three. I don't think they should pick up any other guards. I think you should stick to one good playmaking point guard, and I think they already have that in D'Angelo Russell. Now, does that mean I think they should pick up somebody like James Wiseman? No, because James Wiseman is a center, and they already have their franchise centerpiece at the center position in Carl Anthony Towns. So if I was the GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves, I would go with Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin is not necessarily a center, but he's still a big man, and I think he can help Carl Anthony Towns out a ton on the boards and just being that playmaking big guy that I think that the Timberwolves really lack right now. So if I was the Timberwolves, I would pick Obi Toppin at the number one pick. And the number two pick in this year's NBA draft belongs to the Golden State Warriors. Now, a lot of people say, oh, they're just going to trade that pick. They're going to try to pick somebody else up. They don't really want to mess with the draft. They pretty much already got their team. But, you know, honestly, if I'm the Warriors, you know, I would coming off five straight NBA Finals appearances. I had a bunch of guys hurt this year. I lost Kevin Durant. You know, my dynasty might be running out of steam right now. 
And I'm really not reliant on Steph and Clay to carry my team for the next five years. I'm really not. Now, would I love to be relying on that? Would I love to have that? Yes, but I'm not necessarily expecting that to happen. I think if I'm the Warriors right here, they need to pick somebody up that not only has potential, but fits right into their culture. And Anthony Edwards, he has the potential, but I don't think he fits into their culture nearly as much as somebody like LaMelo Ball does. And that's why I think the Golden State Warriors should pick up LaMelo. Because LaMelo, he's from California. He's a California kid. He's been around the area. He knows he's really popular in the state. I mean, he's popular in the country, popular in the world, but he's really popular in California. And I think that would add a ton of value to their franchise. I think that it would help them get several free agents. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, you got to deal with LeVar Ball. Well, I don't know. I think LeVar Ball is kind of chilled out a little bit. I think he's learned his lessons with Lonzo. I think he's kind of learned how to chill out a little bit with his kids. And I really don't see LeVar Ball being too much of an issue um, with the Golden State front office um, going forward. So, yeah, I think that they need to pick up LaMelo Ball um, because I think he's a playmaker. I think he has potential to be a star in the NBA um, years down the line. And, you know, Steph and Clay end up, you know, getting hurt, retiring, moving on to different teams. You know, they'll have that star playmaking guard uh, still there in LaMelo Ball. And that's why I think that the Golden State Warriors should go with LaMelo Ball. And do I think they will? Probably not. I think that they will end up trading that pick, but I really don't think they should. The third pick of the draft belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. Most people believe that James Wiseman will be picked up here. Um, James Wiseman's obviously the most popular big man in this draft. However, with the lack of any real game action outside of maybe a few games this past season, taking Wiseman, I believe, is too risky. We know how highly recruited he was in high school, but a year close to an entire year off can affect a player more negatively than positively. Let's be real. The guy couldn't propel his team to a state title in his senior year of high school, barely played one season of college, and he's getting ready to enter the NBA with grown men? He's not ready. Simple as that. He may get there years down the line, but whoever ends up picking him up is taking a lot of risk. Aonikwa Ogwanhu, I'm sorry if I can't pronounce his name right, he's a big guy out of USC. On the other hand, he's coming off of Fresh off of a 16-8 and eight season in his only year at USC. Prior to that, he played with the Ball Brothers at Chino Hills High School, and as you all know, in California. The guy comes from a winning background, and I really feel he was overshadowed by the Ball Brothers when he was in high school. He could end up being the biggest sleeper in this draft, and his ability to play the 4 and the 5 could really add some spark to the Hornets' offense going forward. Many would also argue that OG Toppin, OB Toppin would be the appropriate move here. While I could see either player being a solid addition to the Hornets roster, I feel like Anangwu is the best option and will likely come in with more of a chip on his shoulder than anyone else in this draft, having been overshadowed by the Ball Brothers during his entire high school career. Now, the third pick of the draft belongs to the Chicago Bulls. And going by the rankings, the obvious pick here would be OB Toppin. However, 
The Bulls don't appear to be and really shouldn't be looking for a big man, in my opinion, as they already have a young and talented front court with Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. They also have a young point guard already in their system with Kobe White, who's shown size of potential. However, I really don't think it'd be smart of the organization to pass up on a prospect here named Killian Hayes, who many people don't know who he is. Um, like Luca, he's played professionally since he's a teenager. He's from France. A lot of people refer to him as the French Lamella Ball. He has a lot of talent, and I really believe that his experience playing professionally will help him adjust easier to the NBA competition as well. And most people would agree with me. I've looked at multiple mock drafts online, and most people do believe that the Chicago Bulls will pick up Killian Hayes with the fourth pick of the draft. Now, the fifth pick of the draft belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm really not that happy right now. I mean, we do have two talented young guards, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. And we did just bring in Andre Drummond, but we're really just not that good, to be honest with you. Um, As I said, they do have two talented guys that they can put at the five spot in Andre Drummond and Tristan Thompson. But as far as five, ten years from now, I really don't see both of these guys being a part of their plans. Because of these factors, I feel that the best choice the Cavs can make here is to pick Onikwa Oganawu, as he's expected to still be on the boards. Um, James Wiseman most likely will be picked number third by the Hornets, so uh, Oganawu will still likely be available, assuming the Bulls don't pick him up. Um, many would argue that Obi Toppin, again, would be the appropriate move here. But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I really feel that Oganawu was overshadowed by the Ball brothers when he was in high school. He's going to likely come in a league with something to prove. I mean, he has the potential to be the biggest sleeper in this draft, and his ability to play the four and the five could really help them complete their already talented front court. Now, the sixth pick of the draft belongs to the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are an up-and-coming team right now. I mean, they have a ton of talent on their roster, led by point guard Trey Young. He can shoot basically from anywhere. He's a young Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. You name the player, he's got he's got the potential to be great. I mean, the recent addition of Clint Capella to go along with John Collins creates a talented front court as well. And again, I mean, Obi Toppin is obviously probably a top three, four player in this draft, but I just don't feel like he really would fit in with uh, the Atlanta Hawks as, like I said, they really don't need another big man. They already got John Collins. They already got Clint Capella. I don't really think they're looking for another big guy. Um, If I'm the Hawks here, I'm picking up, uh, a guy out of Italy. Um, his name is Denis Evidua. I don't know if I said that right at all, but he's an international hooper. As I said, he's from Italy, uh, like his counterpart, Killian Hayes, and, of course, uh, second-year player, Luka Doncic. He's played prof- professionally um, before um, arriving to the NBA, and he has a lot of potential, and most uh, draft reviews on him, um, scouting reports, whatever you want to call it, uh, they they talk about his potential to play really the two or the three position. And like I said, having that professional experience makes his resume that much stronger. Finally, the seventh pick of the draft belongs to the Detroit Pistons. Most people believe they're going to pick up Tyrese Halberton, a talented point guard, 
out of Iowa State. However, if I'm the Pistons, I mean, I'm in full rebuild mode right now. My best two players are probably Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. However, they're getting older, and to be honest, they're really mid-level talents at best. They're not the all-stars that they once were, and they really need someone who can really bring that spark to the organization. They just need to pick the best player available. It could be, if he's available still, uh, Aviawa, however you say his name, the guy out of Italy. It could also be a talented Iowa State point guard, Tyrese Halberton, who, like I just said, many believe that he's going to be the guy they pick up. While Avedijwa does bring professional experience, the guy only averaged close to 10 points a game. It's not like he's coming in with a resume like Luka did, who was the reigning EuroLeague MVP and was a part of a reigning EuroLeague championship team. And Halberton, on the other hand, did put up impressive numbers, but also on an awful 12-20 and 20 Iowa State team last year. If I'm the Pistons front office, or really any NBA front office, I want someone on my team who not only is going to come in and work hard for my team, but also someone from a winning background. And I truly believe that guy is Devin Vassell, who is a guard out of Florida State, and he averaged 12 points a game and shot over 40% from three for a very competitive Florida State team this past season. Uh, 12 points may not seem like much. However, his 12 points did lead his team. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, coach of Florida State, he's built a team-first culture there, and most players who come out of their program bring a gritty, hard-working, no-excuses mentality to their teams. And I really believe this fits right into the Pistons' culture, making him the perfect fit uh, for them. Now, this does sadly bring us to the conclusion of this episode. However, I do plan to make a part two of this of this series potentially a part three part two is just going to be the second half of the lottery part three maybe the rest of the first round i even thought about maybe not doing that and doing a sleeper episode instead where i focus on guys that maybe picked up late first round early to mid second round that could potentially have a big impact on their team and could be high level players in the future So I'm looking forward to that. I thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, this is Peyton uh, signing off. Thank you guys.